and uh, we're going to start from the very top. We're going to start from back in the day when they were doing the bids for the next for the World Cup to be selected for 2018 and 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that in that bid, Australia, USA, a lot of major players were trying to get into the World Cup action, mm. and obviously Qatar managed to win, and people were shocked. So I saw this video on how Exco and Congress functions, and it was basically like if you were to host World Cup in your country, you would have to not only convince the Congress, you would have to convince the Exco as well to um, basically like yeah. bribing them. Yeah. So bribe them and you would have to convince like, we're going to do this, we can build stadiums, build stadiums and, and everything, we'll yeah. do this, that, blah, blah, blah. So it's both like, it's both externally and in- internally, like you would have to do the both. So countries like Australia or like uh, other countries that can't, really afford to do both like bribe yeah, or have because deep their pockets funds are, yeah. uh, you know like have uh, deep pockets from public they, yeah. they're, they're, they use public money to fund the yeah so basically any money that you put in you have to hold yourself accountable like yeah. where did you put that money so countries like Qatar or Russia they could like just put it anywhere and not be accountable to wh- where they're putting the money and that's why I think these two countries won but also like these countries are basically fighting to get the World Cup into their shores to bring some prestige, you know, like yeah. to bring eyeballs into their country. Country, not now, just country, visitors. like it, it's economic power as well. For example, Russia, right? Yeah. When they were chosen for the World Cup in uh, 2018, 2018, right, 2018 yeah. they bribed the officials. They borrowed money from the oligarchs to right. finance it as well. That's unreal. Yeah. But all in all, the economic return from this was exponential. Uh, 191 million viewers for right. the World Cup. They got, um, what else do you get? Tourism, right? Basically, tourism money. Tourism money, yeah. Cultural exposure. Yeah. And exposure all that. And yeah, yeah. Just your country getting more popularity. Well, here's the thing. So, Qatar getting this World Cup was a big way for it to say, okay, we want to build something in this country which is going to be la- long-lasting. You know, long-lasting football legacy. Mm-hmm. We want to build that culture of soccer. So... And and it hasn't been done in the Middle East before, so it was like, okay, we're gonna be the first ones to do it. We're gonna put our names in the history books as well. But and with that, what came was a huge spending, right? I think they this was the most two twenty billion. The last one was like around eleven or twelve billion this spent one? by Russia. Yeah, or twenty four. I think it's twenty four. I can't really remember. Hey, Mister Computer, can you look it up? Russia only spent sixteen billion dollars. Sixteen billion. How much did Qatar spend? I think it's two twenty. I think you were right on that. Two twenty, I think. Yeah. You're right. Two twenty nine billion. Oh yeah. two twenty nine. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. I don't think they're gonna make profit from that. Nah. I don't think so. But the amount they've of oil money. put in establishments like they before they didn't have any uh stadiums. Like I think they had one stadium that was eligible, you know, for like this these sort of big events. But they've had to build new stadiums. They've had to um, make, uh, you know, improvements in their infrastructure and everything for this. Speaking of Qatar, I think Qatar was the first country in the history of World Cup to lose in their home country. Like, yeah. home uh, home country with their opening match. Yeah. The there host. Were, ag- yeah. Ag- there were even you. allegations of them paying off the Ecuadorian team oh so that they would God. win. But uh, you know they lost, so I don't know. I don't I, know. What I've seen with that. I've seen some videos on Instagram where fans are 
literally showing like yeah, money, yeah, yeah, money, yeah, yeah. money signs yeah. towards the Qatar fans, and the Qatar fans were pissed. Yeah, they were like, "Don't do that. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> like, don't do that." Speaking of uh, also getting pissed, apparently uh, FIFA is pissed as well at Qatar for like banning Budweiser. Oh, that was unreal. Yeah, like, just banning Budweiser just out of nowhere, and they found this out like two or three days before the actual World Cup is yeah. like, gonna start. So yeah. Like Even what? though Budweiser is like the major sponsor. One of a huge... Yeah. yeah. And what I've heard is that they might be preparing for a lawsuit. They might be sue. preparing to sue uh, FIFA. What is your opinion on the whole alcohol ban? What do you guys think about it? Uh, Would you guys I, be happy if you guys went to the World Cup and, you know, you couldn't drink? Yeah, because uh, I'm respecting their culture. Here's the, the issue that I have. I don't have an issue with them, with, with them banning it. My issue is that... Like you said, you were gonna, you know, have it for the fans. Yes. And obviously, it's a big part of the footballing culture, right? Yeah. Like non-Muslim, non-Arab countries, um, it's they a big drink, part of yeah. their soccer culture. So drinking alcohol and watching soccer, it's kind of like, you know, popcorn and movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like intertwined. Now I understand that the fans like love it and they want they want that for an enjoyable experience, right? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um, but the way that Qatar handled the situation. They they you know it made they made it seem like they were gonna allow it. They were gonna allow it. They were gonna allow it, and then boom, last minute they do a U-turn. Yep, See, that's what I'm not okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with if you said from, from the, the beginning, beginning, from the beginning, yep. no alcohol. That's it. No problem at all. And to be honest, I do agree with you on that whole thing. Like where if you go to someone else's country, you should be respecting of their social norms and their rules. Like. Just like when we come here or when we go to another country, we respect their laws as well, right? Yeah, in Thailand, you can't say anything wrong about the king. So Yep, that's right. But then again, I stand with Khalid's point, which is respecting cultures, that's fine, perfectly fine. But don't lie in the first place that you, you're going to allow alcohol and then in the end, you're just mucking around and just doing a U-turn. So, yeah, the first, yeah doing a U-turn was, at the last minute was not a good uh, business call. But with the current situation with the alcohol, what's the current situation like? What's I, I still update? think it's banned, right? You want me it's to check? banned in the stadiums, but I think it's allowed in certain areas. Yes, because I've and seen it's super some... expensive. Apparently, I've seen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah he's right. Yeah, it's yeah I've seen people drinking alcohol like outside. I'm thinking, oh, isn't it banned everywhere? Isn't it better if they don't drink alcohol in Qatar? Because at the moment, it must be like searing hot there, right? Well. To be honest, people don't really care about the weather. They just drink anyways. Yeah. It's just part of the culture. Like, if you win a match, you drink. If you lose a match, you drink. Mm-hmm. Like, you drink for celebrating. You drink for forgetting your sorrows. That's it. End of story. So, you can't really talk about the weather and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just there. Adding to the point, like, let's say, for example, like, uh, you were an 18-year-old guy and you mm-hmm. went to the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. United States of America. In the United States, um, legal age of drinking is 21 right right um in australia it's 18 yeah but in us it's 21 so mm. you're 18 you're you're from australia or whatever right and you go to the us mm. and you go to a bar or what whatever right and you ask the server to serve you some alcohol right guess what's gonna happen they're gonna they're say gonna no no yeah so when you do that when you do that when you go to us mm. and you know like you're expecting something you would still have to respect their law right, right? yeah that's us law respect that it's the same thing like i feel like you know with western media they're trying to push their own agenda 
on the Qataris and it's like well you, what are you trying to do like if you you if you can't be a polite guest mm. like honestly i don't know what to say are you, you trying know? to say that uh the Qataris accepted the alcohol policy because they were being forced by the western culture in the first place and then they, in the end they did a u turn because they were like no we, we don't want to take shit from someone else i don't think so i think they accepted it because it's business yeah and if they said no then you know a lot of people would be upset from the like get go right so and plus right. budweiser would be not happy or maybe this could be i uh, could be wrong but maybe they're like okay we are willing to take lawsuits against budweiser and we can because we have so much money we won't even mind taking a fine for this but at least what the benefits we will get from the world cup will be way more than the fine that we will be paying that could be another thing but i could be completely wrong this is just my theory i don't know much about that so i'm not going to make a comment mm-hmm. but that could be something yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe speaking of politics in fifa like recently the bidding no longer is no longer consolidated in like amongst 15 or 16 members right yeah yeah it's a bit like the united nations now each mm-hmm. country has to have a vote or something am i right there's a um, yeah so the base basically there's two groups of uh, members so uh, one of them is like a select group of like the leaders and the other one was with like um, more people uh, mm-hmm. i'm not sure what the um, what the groups are called but yeah now the voting will be done by the like the bigger group Yeah, yeah essentially um because the US really wanted to host the World Cup and each time they get snubbed by countries like Russia and Qatar mm. and I feel like they got a bit salty and then they they pretty much opened up a case against them they got 2026 though who who got 2026 20- World Cup is going to be USA Canada and Mexico yeah yeah how is it three countries oh you can do that uh partnerships yeah, yeah. Right. Korea and uh, Japan I think shared yeah 2002 so two countries so people had to have to travel to two countries to watch two parts of the match yeah but then uh, countries can share the budget as well yeah plus us is such a huge country like you know uh, what do you guys think about the um harry kane situation well, what on with what? harry kane well what's going on with harry kane well not just harry kane like um uh, the group of the leaders of the um European nations said that they would wear an armband uh a one love armband so basically it had a uh, rainbow with one in the middle so it's obviously supporting the LGBT right. community right mm. um because obviously they're underrepresented in Qatar and they're they're persecuted as well right mm. um so the European countries like what they said was yeah we're going to wear this armband in solidarity with them and in protest against the Qatar government, right? Right. Um so once they announced that FIFA said that look man, if you do this, we're going to give you yellow cards. Bruh. Yeah. That's mad. But here's the thing. Guess what happened? What? England then decided, not just England, the European nations then decided not to wear the arm brand. Oh my days. This reminds me of the um You know the LGBTQ day where mm-hmm. all the companies put on like the yeah they change their logo to LGBTQ colors yeah. mm-hmm. but then only in the Middle East they retain their 
colors. Coming back to the hypocrisy thing, you can't take a yellow card mm. for your values. <laughs> like if you're going to yell, you know, and scream about your moral values, you don't even want to take a yellow card. But depends though, like how many yellows are you going to get? Um, so is it like you just Only the captain wears the armband. All right, right. And it's he the gets captain's armband. The match so up. the captain would get the yellow card. So get one yellow card and then at That's least do saying. it for one match. So That's you want saying. Messi to keep getting yellow cards? Not on for every match. Maybe do it for one just to yeah. make it a highlight. Just to make it a state, make a statement. Make a statement and that. Yeah, that's that's called that's a protest, happen. man. That's yeah, that's that what a protest is. That event will actually spiral throughout the news. First of all, you keep your word, mm -hmm. right? The Qatar Qatar government said that we we're gonna allow alcohol, and then they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they right? didn't keep their word. Yeah. But then, like, you had a chance where you would show the world that you keep you keep, you your, keep word, your word, right? And also that, like, you are willing to take risks for your values, mm. stand up for them, and then guess what happened? You yeah. become a chicken. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you guys know about this. Do you guys know about the Iran situation? What? No. Uh, so Iran is, you know, like they're having a lot of social unrest in their country and there's a lot of um, protests going on. Mm. So the Iran team, when they were playing England, mm. um, first of all, they lost uh, devastatingly 6-2. Oh, that's bad. Was it 6-2 or was it 6-1? Right, Can you please that. look up the score? Yeah. So, so Iran TV? versus England? Yeah. I was they they yeah, they got their asses handed to them. Uh it was 6-2. 6-2. Oh, wow, yeah, that was crazy. But anyway, um basically when the game started, the players, you know what they did? What? They didn't sing their national anthem. Iran. Iran they didn't sing their national Why anthem. Why is that? Because they're defying against their government. They're protesting against the government. For what? There's there's a long story. There's a lot of stuff going behind that. But here's um, it it was sparked with uh, there was this one woman like she was a 22 year old woman. She got killed because um by religious police or something like that. Oh no. Um, if you can look up the story, that would be great. It's called um Masa Amini. Masa Amini. Yeah. Right. So basically, um, you you don't hear the protests in front of the city hall here. Oh nah when I Yeah, get the Iranians protesting, that's that's what that's about. Right. Yeah. Masa Amini was arrested by Iran's morality police and then she was according to the report, she was beaten severely oh, no. during her arrest and she was transferred to the um Zara detention center and she died it uh, in hospital on the sixteenth of September. Yeah. So people were really pissed about that. So they're they're getting mad at the government and they tr they actually, you know, like protesting and everything. So the Irani players, mm. um, they actually went and they made a statement. They they went against. Um, they spoke up, right, for their values. They set right? an example. But they set an example. Other but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Um, some of the players that are in Iran mm -hmm. that have supported the movement jailed. So these oh. Irani players, when they go back home, they're going to face face some dire consequences. That's but guess what? Good. Guess what? They they stood up for their beliefs. That's true. Yeah. And I think rest of the country and just the world in general should take a lesson from this. Just learn, like, look at what they're doing. Like, they would probably be um, holding bars and not the goalposts when they go back home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you should just see what they're doing. Yeah, I believe everyone has the right to be treated equally. And I obviously don't agree with Qatar's, you know, the, the Qatari uh, government's... Um, treatment of of certain you know like minorities mm, 
just especially the uh, the worker stuff. I don't agree with that. Yeah, with on that, uh, with quickly with LGBTQ, uh, what's with uh, Qatar? Like, are they saying that we won't let LGBT people fly into our country, or what is it? Or they're um, just against it? Just no, that's it. they're against it, right? Like, it's it's against the religious values. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. that. But if someone wanted to see the World Cup and they are considered, let's say. No, I think Qatar uh, said that they would allow same-sex couples to come in. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the thing. Like, you cannot go to the state. Like, there was this one person that had a rainbow um, kind of rainbow symbol yeah. on their T-shirt, and they weren't allowed to get into the stadium. Oh, they were kicked out of the stadium. That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the obviously. Um, yeah, and obviously, like, the migrant workers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Right. Uh, I grew up in Oman. So you grew up in Oman. We so know a fair bit. About I know about these things. Like, yep, yeah, we've experienced this firsthand, to be honest. Yeah. So my point is this, right? I know there's a lot of controversy. I know that you know, obviously, mm-hmm. there's stuff happening, and no one's perfect. You know, like uh, things happen, and we can't control them. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think it's it should be about soccer. It should be about the sport. Yeah. And, you know, it should not get shadowed, overshadowed rather, by all of this, um, you know, politics and stuff. You know, politicizing a sporting event is, in my opinion, you know, like, well, that just takes the joy out of the game, to be yep. honest. The beauty of football. Yeah. So I think it should be more about soccer. And also, I think everyone has the right to, you know, have a soccer at their country. So. Mm. Yeah, this is the first time we're having the World Cup in the Middle East, mm. in Qatar. So, mm. what do you guys think? Do you guys think they deserve, you know, the Middle Eastern fans, you know, just the average people, do you think they deserve to have a World Cup in their in their shores? Or or we shouldn't just because of their political stance or, you know, how how they operate? This concludes our podcast. It's great that you have made it to the end. Like what you heard today? We would really appreciate it if you shared it with your friends and family. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.